in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. And welcome to the CEO Raider podcast with your host, John Mayetta. If you like this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. And if you are feeling super ambitious, you may also leave us a review. You can find us on Google Play and across Android platforms. I'm going to post the link in the show notes to an article I wrote toward the end of last week for HR Technologist Magazine. It's an article about how crowdsource platforms like our CEO Raider platform can help in the job search, there are also obviously a number of other use cases, but uh, for purposes of, uh, purposes of this magazine, the job search due diligence element is the one that was relevant. So I'll link to that. It's maybe a two-minute read. It's a couple of paragraphs. Uber, they're in the news, paring down assets in an effort to prep for an IPO, perhaps in 2019, positioning an asset for a sale, uh, their business in Southeast Asia. So I guess the way they've been doing this, when they when they sell a business, they sold their business in China to DD, D-I-D-I, if you know those guys. When they sell it, they retain a small equity stake. And what is it what it does obviously is it gets the it pairs back Uber's balance sheet and helps them get closer to profitability, given that these emerging market efforts are net investments. And Derek Kosroshahi, who is Uber's CEO, said at the Goldman conference, at their recent tech conference, that he thinks Uber could be profitable today if it didn't have any growth investments in terms of market expansion, in terms of building out its emerging market footprint, and also if it's scaled back on its investment around autonomous driving. Maybe true. You know, these guys burn through multiple billions in capital in a given quarter. But okay, let's assume that's true. So then devil's advocate, my, my pushback to Dara would be, how long do you think you stay alive with the, an old-fashioned rideshare company? that can't leverage autonomous driving. It's basically a North American business. Basically, it's a taxi cab company, as we know it. What do you think the life cycle is on, on that business? What do you think the duration is on that business before it gets squashed by Waymo and GM's cruise automation unit? Because remember what we said in earlier podcasts, and this was right from the horse's mouth in the case of General Motors with cruise automation. The, the cost of autonomous technology is such that when these cars start to get rolled out in 2019, they're not going to be available for retail sale. They're going to be too expensive. So what the, the automobile OEMs are going to do is roll out the autonomous technology to fleet. So they'll be offered as fleet services, as rideshare services. That's what Waymo's doing. That's what Cruise Automation is doing. So those two companies are hitting the ground running with autonomous technology. So their rideshare services will be fully autonomous on day one. And those two companies have the the balance sheet strength to be able to absorb early early losses. Cruise Automation being part of GM and, and Waymo being part of Alphabet. Alphabet, the parent company of, of Google and the other standalone operations within the portfolio. And so I, I know Uber received a, a recent investment led by SoftBank. I forget the exact number. $10 billion, or just shy of $10 billion capital infusion. Gilly, I, I think Gilly has a stake in Uber, the Chinese auto OEM. And Geely will sell autonomous technology, autonomous Volvo vehicles. Geely owns Volvo to Uber. Presumably Uber would have to pay something for those cars. All the details are sketchy because they're a private company. So Uber is going to have to pay a premium for the autonomous technology that it leases or buys from companies like Geely while it's investing in its own autonomous technology. Who do you think runs out of cash first, Uber or Waymo? Uber? or Cruise Automation. Cruise Automation and Google, uh, Waymo rather, 
every dollar they invest is going toward their own proprietary technology. Uber's investments, it sounds like if you were to pull back, if let's put aside international expansion, because they're pulling back on that anyway. So let's just, in terms of the math equation, set aside international expansion entirely. The investment dollars then are going toward leasing and or buying autonomous technology and investing in its own autonomous technology. So maybe 50 cents of every dollar is going toward its own proprietary IP. Maybe it's 30 cents, maybe it's 70 cents, whatever the number is. But in the case of Waymo and, and GM, those investments are going 100%, 100 cents of every dollar is going toward proprietary IP. So by definition, the, R, the ROI is going to be greater, obviously, with Waymo and Cruise Automation versus Uber. Unless, of course, Uber develops some sort of proprietary technology. <coughs> Excuse me. Unless, of course, Uber develops some proprietary technology that enables it to leapfrog Waymo and cruise automation. What do you think the chances of that happening are, given that Uber has the much smaller balance sheet than Waymo and cruise? So just looking for a reason to invest in Uber. I'm trying to imagine myself an institutional investor in the years 2019. Where does Uber have an edge over the other two in terms of the core elements of its, of its service delivery model? I think early days it had an advantage in terms of its application. I mentioned this previously. I may have mentioned it in the summertime where Uber has, has this Waymo, has this Cruise. They've rolled out you know, mobile apps. And so Uber has an, uh, a sense as to real-time demand given that its customers have its app on their phones. So it knows where demand is in real time. So there's real value there. You could sell that intelligence to first responders and such. And so my, my thing, and I wrote a note to to Dara, and I'm pretty sure I recorded a podcast about it more recently than the summertime, maybe sometime in October, and suggested that why don't you license out your real-time intelligence network in terms of your ability to, to map real-time demand because you have an edge there right now as of the fall, as of the summer. That, that edge is eroding. So I, I can't think of an element in Uber's business where it has a real, tangible, intellectual property advantage over its largest competitors and so what's the story going to be when they go public what's the pitch going to be to investors buy us because you know who we are buy us because we have a cool logo buy us because we're going to be profitable well where does profitability get you how, how does that give you an edge over waymo and cruise automation and by the way there are other large oems playing this game so and maybe that maybe i've answered my my question maybe uber in trying to work its way toward profitability for, for some time in 2019. Maybe they run a dual track process. Maybe the end game is really to sell itself. Maybe they sell themselves to Toyota or somebody else. I just, I think that's a tough deal. Not knowing exactly what Uber has developed on the autonomous front, I'm not sure how Uber gives any of the OEMs an edge against competitors in the autonomous space, in the rideshare space. There's brand value there for sure. So if you put a gun to my head, my immediate reaction is in a dual process sale versus IPO that Uber sells itself. But in order to participate in an IPO, I would have to be missing a, a, a major element of the story to want to buy Uber in an IPO. See you all next time.